Destiny. Welcome back. Today we're going to read Someday is Now, Clara Looper and the 1958 Oklahoma City sit-ins. It's by, this name is very difficult, Olagbimizola Rude Perkovich. I am so sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly, but it's a very difficult name. So let's get started. Someday is now. In the 1930s, when Clara Looper was a little girl, her father promised her that someday he would take her to the zoos and the parks when the white people were there and to restaurants where they could sit down and have dinner just like any other American. Someday will be real soon, her father would say. Someday will be real soon. Back then, many states denied black people certain rights because of the color of their skin. Even though Clara's father had served his country during World War I, he returned home to heartache and hate. Laws in Oklahoma and other states said that black people and white people had to be segregated, and that meant that the law separated black and white people in many public places. But there was nothing about nothing fair about separating human beings by race. Separate meant unequal. When her brother got sick, the local hospital refused to care for him. He was turned away because he was black, separate and unequal. Clara Looper's all-black classroom had torn books, few supplies, and one person who had to work three jobs, teacher, principal, and janitor, separate and definitely unequal. White people could eat in any restaurant or at any lunch counter. Black people weren't allowed to sit at those tables. They had to stay outside, separate and unequal. Some day seemed very far away, but Clara Looper's family believed in something bigger than the segregated worlds that small minds had made. And Clara Looper, as Clara Looper grew, she kept learning and reading and preparing for that someday her father had promised. She wanted to help others prepare for it too, so she became a teacher. Clara Looper told her students that education meant participation. She taught them important lessons about speaking out and standing strong. You can't come in and sit there on your constitutional right, she'd say. You make your changes in this world. Clara Looper's teaching opened the eyes and helped big dreams bloom. A local organization called the NAACP noticed her and asked her to lead their youth council. They wanted Clara Looper to help black children learn about their history to build a better future. They wanted her to prepare the children for that someday. Clara Looper wrote a play called Brother President about people who spoke out and stood strong for justice, activists like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the other protesters in the Montgomery bus boycott. The, young council, the youth council children held Clara Looper's words in their hearts and shared their story in their performances. 
The play was such a success that the NAACP invited Clara Looper and her students to take that show on the road. All the way to New York City. In New York, like most integrated north northern cities, Clara Looper and her students did not have to eat outside. They could sit at the lunch counters and eat with everyone else. They saw black and white people sitting side by side and eating. Everything they ate tasted so good, sprinkled with hope and spiced with justice. Clara Looper showed her students that in some places, someday was now. After they left New York City, Clara Looper took her students to the Arlington National Cemetery in Washington, D.C. As they stood in front of the tomb of the unknown soldier, they thought about how soldiers like Clara's father had served their country. All of these people died for our freedom, said one girl. We need to really get busy and do something for our country. The children wanted to participate in the American story. Clara Looper took her students back to Oklahoma through the segregated South. They rode the bus through Tennessee and Arkansas and other states where segregation was the law. They passed the whites-only sign. They ate outside, separate and unequal, once again. But now, the students knew what it was like to sit down at a lunch counter like white children did every day. They had tasted a little bit of freedom. Clara Looper knew that that little bit of freedom was a dangerous thing. Freedom now! Freedom now! The students chanted. When they got back to Oklahoma City, the students remembered Clara Looper's lessons. They remembered the Dr. King and the Montgomery bus boycott. Then Clara Looper taught them about investigation, negotiation, education, and demonstration. With these four steps of nonviolence, the students were prepared to make sacrifices for justice. Clara Looper's students approached the local white shopkeepers about opening their stores and restaurants to all people all the time. The students hoped that their white friends and neighbors would do the right thing if they spoke to them in the right way. Day by day, month after month, for more than a year, Clara helped her students write letters and meet with the shopkeepers. But those business owners wanted to keep whites only. They did not believe in someday. The students had done the best that they could with the steps that Clara Looper had taught them. They had investigated. They tried to negotiate and educate. Now these children were ready to demonstrate. Someday was now. Clara Looper told the parents what the children wanted to do. They would go down to Cat's Drug Store and drink their Cokes in the seats with, in the seats that black people were not allowed to sit in. She reminded the students to bring their books because no matter what happened, they would keep learning. Even so, Clara Looper wondered, that, wondered if these children belonged in their homes safely drinking sodas with their parents, not on the front lines, learning the hard lessons of hate. At Cats, one of the littlest girls took Clara Looper's hand and stepped forward together. The other children followed close behind. We'd like 13 Cokes, please, said another brave young girl. 
The waitress told them to take their drinks and go, just like it was any other day. But it wasn't. Not that day. That day, Clara Looper and her students sat down. They sat in. The manager rushed over and told Clara Looper to take her students and get out. He yelled, You know better than this. He shouted, You're just a troublemaker. Thirteen Cokes, please, repeated Clara Looper. Someday was now. White friends and neighbors came to cats, but they didn't act like friends anymore. Their faces were cold as Alaskan icicles. Mothers spat. Fathers screamed. People threw food at the children and called them hateful names. The police arrived and surrounded Clara Looper and the children like they were dangerous. But Clara Looper and her students just sat and read and studied and asked to be served. When cats finally closed, Clara Looper and her students went home. But they did not give up. They would be back again tomorrow. That night, hate-filled voices hissed and shouted on Clara Looper's telephone. They threatened violence if she didn't stop. Be careful, Clara, said worried family and friends. Be careful, please. Clara Looper went to bed, remembering how the ugly words and pushes and shoves of her white neighbors had affected her. Wondering if the freedom was too dangerous. Would ignorance and hate crush the children's spirits? But Clara Looper had taught the powerful lessons to parents and children alike. She taught them to believe and make changes that they wanted to see. And the next day, her students came back with friends. Enough to fill almost every seat. Someday was now. Clara Looper and her students kept coming back. They kept sitting and studying and asking to be served when everyone shouted and poured drinks on their heads and threw food and spit ugliness and hate. The children kept on sitting and studying and asking to be served. After years of segregation, months of student preparation, and days of student demonstration, Katz announced that all of its lunch counters in Missouri, in Kansas, in Iowa, and in Oklahoma would serve all people of every race. Clara Looper had taught her students that they could stand and stand strong, even when sitting. And when that special day came, that day that they could sit down in cats and have their first burgers and Cokes right there inside. It tasted so good. It tasted like hope and power and liberty and justice for all. They ate and drank and talked and laughed and read and studied and dreamed. And then they prepared for the next segregated store because someday was now. The end. I hope that you enjoyed this story about Clara Looper. These um, stories about black history really touch my heart because they're so powerful. It's very sad to me how people have been treated in the past and are still treated in some, some fashion today. But... I hope that these stories inspire you to see something, say something, stand up, stand strong, and you know, be the best person you can be. Thanks for listening. 
Have a great day. Bye. Hi, I just wanted to let you know that I created a Gmail account so that you could send me emails. I would love to hear where you're listening from. Anything that you would like to tell me, I'm open to to reading your emails about it. And also, if you have any book recommendations, I would love to hear them. I'm going to let you know what it is right now. Are you ready? It's the title of the podcast, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. Again, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon.